0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 69, Keeping It Local, back in Easton with an Easton resident and someone I just got the pleasure to get to know over the weekend and on a pre-call here uh, really excited, I think incredibly timely on some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, Joanne Woods-Young, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me today, Josh. I appreciate it.
1: Well, my pleasure. And I got to tell you, you've got a long list of accomplishments here over the last few years. So tell us a little bit about you know how you got to Easton, what you do in Easton and around Easton and some of the some of the different specialties that you have uh, in, in your day-to-day work, work life.
0: Okay, thanks, thanks for asking the, uh, the question. I um, was, grew up in Bridgewater and my husband grew up in Brockton. So we met um, after we both kind of traveled a little bit and lived in different places. And we met back here in the area through a mutual friend. So we ended up just settling here in Easton. Um, we were looking for homes in Brockton, I mean not sorry, not Brockton, Bridgewater, Norton, and we found our house here in Easton. and I had just completed I was a high school guidance counselor, and I just completed uh, two years of doing my internship at all rains. So I kind of started to know the community a little bit more. I got to know the students, and that's kind of how we landed in Easton. And so I was a high school counselor. And I'd been working with students for a very long time. You know, my first job out of college, I was a recruiter for a small private college and I did presentations and then I did admissions work with the students. So I've always loved students. And after I was a guidance counselor at Southeastern Regional for a couple of years, I left there to have my son and I went on maternity leave and didn't go back. So I started my own business of counseling, stress management with adults, and, and a lot of energy work with adults. And then I kind of started moving it more into students. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: So your focus is mainly on, on kids. What, what age group are they? are they?
0: Well, anywhere. so I started when I had my son, this is what happened truly is I started getting prepared. Okay. I want to have everything in line. So if he needs, you know, this. So I started doing um, meditation certification. I've been teaching adults meditation for years, but I got certified to teach children ages five and up. And then I got certified to teach kids yoga. All these things that I could implement into my son's world. Mm -hmm. And my son ends up being um, a very chill kid. (laughs) He was, a great role. he was a great student when he was yep. young, like five, six, but now he's, he's done with all my classes. So um, yeah, I just thought that kids would be really needing these resources. You know, working with students in the schools, I saw how stressed out they were. I saw all the things that started with them very early. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I wanted to help my son with, but he never experienced some of the things I saw other students experience. So I just wanted to learn these, te- these things to help. Because again, I've been working with adults, you know, for 25, 30 years and that's, it's very easy to teach adults, a little bit more difficult to teach children. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted to be the person to help them with these things that can really help them shift their mindset, help them be better in all ways.
1: Yeah. And you were, you were in Easton when you first started. So you were with the world's greatest godmother, Elaine Mahoney. I have to, I have to name drop
0: Absolutely, Elaine was amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, when I did my internship at OA, Elaine was the guidance secretary, and she took very good care of us. You know, the first thing when we would come in in the morning, with Elaine would say, "Are you ordering lunch today?" And then she'd take our lunch order.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She was. She was traffic control. She was. She. She. She basically had. You know, she covered the doorway to the to the single bathrooms. Right. Yeah. That's that's a high traffic area, right there. Right. The only only single bathrooms. Uh, single person bathrooms in the entire high school were, were by her by her desk. So she she controlled the keys of the castle. Okay. So yeah, so you learn, you learn a lot quickly in that corner. Right. <laughs> so, so, so you, you chose to work with kids. Uh, mm-hmm. This is extremely timely, because a lot of these a lot of what you're practicing focuses on, I, I don't, I don't know what the right word is relieving stress relieving anxiety. Is it is that a right
0: Definitely. Management, you know, learning how to cope, learning how to manage skills, things that you can do every day to shift yourself, all of those things. So, yes.
1: What are you seeing right now? Like, I mean, what are you, what are you seeing, you know, outside of the news? What are you feeling? What do you sense? Like, what do you, what do you predict? Like, I do a lot of working with reoccupying buildings in my day job. So, on the actual buildings themselves and the operation side of it. I don't do a lot of work with understanding the psychological focus on what it's going to be like for kids to go back to school or go back to some form of normalcy. Everything that's going on in the news right now is scary. You can only imagine what these kids that don't have experience have to be feeling right now.
0: It's tough. I mean, you know, especially for students that deal with mental illness or have any kind of anxiety to begin with, it's much worse for them right now. I think a lot of students that that I've seen in my private practice that this is what I'm seeing is it, it's worse. They've gotten to the place where they're scared of everything and they're becoming different. different. They need to be worked with differently. They need to be reminded by their parents all the time. They need to kind of really get into that space of you can never ever control what's out here this is what students need to learn early once you can learn that Mm -hmm. you can only control what goes on here so that's what we work with all the time is trying to help everybody's kids adults you can only control your sacred inner space and your inner world the rest of this is always going to be something different it's always going to be something happening outside of us but once you can learn the skills to really come within that really shifts everything with kids it is a little bit more difficult because they have to kind of overcome the the fear then they're not in control of their own world as it is because they're only children but we can really help them by teaching mindset um meditation how to become calm how to work with your thoughts looking at thoughts all of those things have been really helpful
1: yeah uh, you're hitting like all these different points uh, for me and you and I spoke for the first time Saturday morning, I, I've taken a, uh, we've got about 500 or so employees uh, at, at dude solutions. Uh, my, my day job that I refer to and yeah. a large percentage of them are under the age of 30. And so uh, I talked to a number of them specifically on Friday and I was, you know, listening to them and you know, these, if you're 30 or under you've literally had no professional responsibility you've had no self-professional responsibility in the working world during any major dilemma right because the most recent one that they would really be impacted or affected by would be the worst recession in history which started in somewhere around 07 and kind of culminated and came to a not as serious in 2010 but basically from 2010 to 2020 you know we've had the Iraq Afghanistan war going on forever but it wasn't the impact of the initial nine eleven or any of, of that. These, I mean, these, these young folks, they don't, they don't have experience in dealing and handling these things. And I can just imagine children or kids. I've got a 13 year old and a two and a half year old, and I'm very lucky uh, you're talking about your son being very chill. And because of, you know, your meditation yoga, ours is just very chill. We didn't, we didn't give him any meditation or yoga. He does some, uh, he does some meditation at uh, at his school, but um he's He's a very chill kid and he's he's adjusted and he likes us, so he likes being around us i think if he had his way, he could just stick around all the time um but a lot of these kids um the the desocialization i don't even know if that's a word I just created it if it if it isn't but kind of the desocialization, like that they're they're isolated or the fact that they have to walk in a certain direction and target like all this stuff is seems trivial to most, but some of it can be just such a massive impact to kids, right? I mean, is that
0: absolutely. Lots of kids though. Here's the other side of it. So I see my friend's kids, my son's friends, you know. These kids I see very resilient, very Mm -hmm. much going with the flow, not really like just wanting to get back to normal, Mm -hmm. maybe not doing their best work in school, maybe that's a symptom, maybe not sleeping on the same schedule, like being off their schedule. But most of them that I see are just want to get back. It's Mm -hmm. almost like some of them don't seem affected. Some of them are so resilient at this age of 12, 14, 14 they can just roll with it and be mm-hmm. fine. And that, I feel like hopefully that's more of the majority than it is, you know, because you have to just kind of see everybody is different and do the best you can for each, each child and each person in the situation that you're facing.
1: Yeah, I'll say I feel, I think that if I were to, if I were to guess the, uh, the hardest challenge age groups or the transition groups right so like the 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 juniors and seniors like the seniors there's no way i mean i i, I saw the all of Raim's videos that the students are putting out i mean it's just absolutely amazing but it's heart-wrenching because you know even though they're putting on a strong face there's still there still has to be that part like no prom like graduation's august 1st if they're gonna have it like all these things that they look forward to and then from a junior's perspective. They're like, oh, great, this didn't happen for my senior year. But what if it comes back and like that worry and that angst, or going from whatever the transition of second to third grade—you know, going from the big person on campus in second grade at Center School to being the the beginner in third grade at the at the H at the uh, Olmstead Richardson School—or you know, the transition. That's—I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a expert on it but that what I would imagine would
0: be where that's like the, that could not be more perfect the way you said that because that is exactly what my son said I said so tell me you know we were just driving in the car last week or two weeks ago I said so tell me your thoughts exactly what do you how do you think this has affected you what do you feel about this he said this is how I look at it mom I'm in seventh grade this is the perfect time he said I got to come into sixth grade you know at Eastern Middle it's yeah. Um, fifth, sixth, seventh. So I got yeah. to be, I mean, sixth, six, seven, eight, I got yeah. to be in sixth grade. Now this year I'm in seventh grade. No big deal. Next year I'll be in eighth grade and things will be fine and I'll be able to graduate. And so it really didn't affect me. He said, I feel bad for the eighth graders and I feel bad for the sixth graders. And I was like, well, that's a good, that's good perspective, my friend, you know, yeah. recognizing those important transitions and that, yeah, it, it, that kind of stuff is really tough.
1: And you don't get it back. You know, yeah. unless you do what I did and stay back, which is cool. I mean, that's fine, too. <laughs> I graduated 38. Um, you know, but but um, so what are some of the things that you do uh, as far as, you know, the the You do meditation, yoga. What else do you incorporate other things into your programs?
0: Yeah, what I'm really working on now is getting like a mindset shift program going for students. I've been working on it, and I do it in a lot of the presentations that I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, I did speak to the entire student body at OA. I think it was, was that 2018 or 2019, um, right before a school vacation. And I did do a lot of the things that I do with this adding like mindset, but mindset is really what saves us all. It's really the thought work, looking at what we're thinking, looking how at the thoughts, how they're affecting us, because we're all only ever feeling our thinking. So if we can get a hold of that and even just look at that with children, that is the best way to help them really. Because meditation is great. Yoga is great too. But it's the thoughts that are running us that cause the fear cause the anxiety and cause all the what ifs. So we have to really work on that. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm really focused on trying to take all the stuff I've done with adults and and the things that I know really work well and kind of bring them down to the level for children so that they can get it at a much earlier age that look at what you're thinking and that's where you'll help yourself feel so -hmm. much better.
1: Yeah. That, uh, is that kind of like, is there any Is there uh, any resemblance to mindful meditation in that mindset?
0: Yeah, too. Sure. That's part of it, too. Like, just being mindful of your own thoughts every single day and noticing, okay, that thought's not feeling so good. That's mm-hmm. just a thought. It's a sentence in my head. Like, kind of being mindful of yourself in your own yeah. thought process.
1: Yeah, I try to practice that a little bit. I read uh, Awake at Work. Uh, I'm trying to think of the author. John Carroll, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote a couple other books and I read a, a mindfulness book, mindful meditation book. Uh, it didn't work out too good for me though, because I, I, I took mindfulness and taking some time for myself and thinking about nothing and uh, just fell asleep in the yard and looked like I might've had a heart <laughs> attack. So Amy come, came running out wondering what was going on. I was like, oh, I what? I was meditating. She's like, you're on the ground sideways snoring. You're out. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's,
0: yeah. You know, yeah. whatever works.
1: Fully relaxed state. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, but I think that's a, it's important for all of us, but definitely kids, kids live such a fast paced life. Like I had John Barato on Friday who was the Eastern and youth soccer director. And we we're talking about this, like, like sports programs go year round, you know, school programs are intense. There's so much work involved and so much stress involved with everything that if we don't show kids how to take time for themselves to, to do nothing, but, to just kind of clear their heads and kind of think about what, what this is all about, then they're going to get too caught up in everything. And I think that's you know that's part of the, one of the stress points. One of the things that I counter on what you're, what you're saying about the timing and everything, I think one of the greatest outcomes for this for kids is that they're getting to study on their own time, which is getting them to feel like what they want to be or where they want to be and not so regimented. I think that school's so regimented now that they have this expectation and it's not just that they, they go to school all day. Then they come home and they do like eight hours of homework. So then they get out, they get done with school and they go, well what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to do work. Well, what was school? School was work. So then all of a sudden they're not, you know, we talk about work-life balance. These kids are so out of whack. Like, they, like how do they balance anything? Like I listen to all of the, uh, the work and stuff that they're doing. Our son goes to a, a, a different school, goes to a private school, and um and they practice with no homework. They practice with no, you know, common core requirements and things like that. And it's uh um it's a great program and it's 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 learning, it's not teaching and it's 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 development, it's not just you know, routine and it's mm-hmm. um and I, I just I think that what you're doing by the sounds of things is just like it's so needed for every kid. Like mm-hmm. I think every school should, every school should practice or have a program that involves you know, involves a Joanne. Is this something that's out there all over the place? Are you in high demand where you can't keep up with all the schools, or is no, this a relatively light? Absolutely
0: light not, Josh. Okay. What happens is everybody loves it and wants it, but when it comes time to make a payment or you know bring it into the budget, that has been my probably my most difficult part. It's mm-hmm. it's like I did a lot of marketing. This is the last. You know, I've been really. Put rolling this program out for three years. Mm-hmm. So it was to college students and to high school and to um, junior high. I didn't really do, I don't really have an elementary program, but it what except for the meditation and yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of that and it, it seemed like that was a barrier sometimes. So I don't know if I've got to learn a better way to market it. Or I did a lot of things on my own privately where students would come to me privately. It wasn't mm-hmm. in the schools, but I feel like there has to be a way for me to get it into the schools. And I maybe just haven't found it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a ton of different programs out there. Uh, and I think that there's, I'm just listening to you and I'm sitting here going, well, you need to talk to a company like gaggle, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with gaggle, but that's a mm-hmm. software technology company that actually, that actually, fines or alerts administrators in schools to, for at-risk kids. They saved, uh, I can't remember how many hundreds of pe- kids from committing suicide last year wow. based on messaging that they were putting through the school's um, mm-hmm. computers. Um, like I'm sitting here saying, well, why wouldn't a program like that and someone like you partner together and say, okay, we're finding these challenges, these you know, at risk, challenged, troubled, whatever you want to call them, kids that have anxiety, stress, worry, uncertainty, fear, mm-hmm. I mean, these things go, hey, let's call Joanne and have her have her put some work, put some work in, or a, a group program. I mean, I think that this is uh, you know, I, I I I say it all the time and when I do my keynotes, it's like I I I don't know all the numbers, but it's pretty safe for me to say that at least one in three people is dealing with something challenging that includes kids, you know, death, divorce, drugs, disease, it doesn't discriminate. So, and, and now with everything going on, that's two or th- two or three out of three, like everybody's challenged with it. So I would think that a program that you provide like that for kids, especially would be uh highly sought after and in high demand. So keep an eye out. Uh, So even, even if you were social distancing and all the stuff going on right now, I mean, you can do it on zoom and everything, but you know, what are you doing to keep busy? If you're, not able to do schools. I, I, I did see, I'm, I'll just transition it to, I saw you doing something like a clearing of a house, I think is what you said it was, right? Is that yeah. one, another specialty yeah. you have?
0: Yes, so my dear friend, Isabel Wilson, you know, you know yep. all. Um, she's a realtor here mm-hmm. and she's all over, but she is also based in Easton. So I just went to one of her homes this morning and did a clearing. Now I've done energy work for the last 15 years. So there's a lot of things that I do, I believe we're all created as we're all energy. Everything's energy all around us. So I just do some intention setting. I work with the energy in in the home and I just cleared it because in this particular home today, there was some still some negative energy from the, not so much from the owners, but what happened to the previous owners and then what's going on currently in the family that's taking over. So there was that energy there. And then just the energy of the home being closed up for a while so there was just a lot of just kind of brought in some light and just shifted the energy with some of the energy techniques that I know
1: is this a house that's for sale or a house that's sold
0: it's going to be for sale yeah she's going to be putting it so on So, like
1: the- so if this house sells like day one you're going to be doing clearing of houses yes. for every realtor and so
0: absolutely Absolutely,
1: oh, that's great. Well, yeah. Isabel, listen. I, I know Isabel listens to the podcast. So, Isabel, if the house sells fast, which I'm sure it will, because it's been cleared, you gotta <laughs> gotta make sure that you get get some more uh, get some more clearing business going. Yeah. So, so you do speaking too. I mean, you speak to groups. I, I one of the things that really uh, was was uh, kind of that like caught me was every picture of you. I don't, I'm sure you know this, um, but almost every single if, every single picture I saw. Uh, whether I was doing know homework on social media or on your website, you are always smiling.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, so.
1: it's not like a camera smile, right? It's not a camera smile. It's you're just, you can see you're happy.
0: Yeah. I think I'm pretty happy. Pretty much. You know, the thing is too, Josh, for myself, I mean, all the things that I teach others and all the things that I ha- have learned are based on like all the things I know to overcome for myself, you know, those feelings of not being enough and those feelings of not understanding what life is all about and dealing with anxiety or all those things I've been through in my own experience. I've kind of feel like I've done a lot of work to help myself. And so that's really why I want to help others. And I want to, I want people to always know there's hope, and that there's so much potential in each person. I feel like that's why I also have a thing for students, because I can see their potential. And back to what you said about your son, every student learns so differently. That's why it was really hard for me to work in a school system in a, in a very standard way, because there's so much more to each student. Everybody needs something different. Everyone develops different, learns different. And, and I just want to be that person that says you are perfect, you need to just go forward it as you are, you know, in your own unique skin. Mm-hmm. So I think it's my own, I'm just recognizing this more and more now that my own um, kind of, I would say traumas from middle school, just like bullying stuff, feeling not enough, all that stuff is sort of something that has driven my um what I've learned and what I've kind of wanted to help others with because I I never want anyone to experience what I did back then and I didn't even realize how deep those wounds were probably until I have my own son now and then see how that's what makes me anxious in the world now is if anything happens to him and you know so Mm -hmm. I kind of just been putting this all together but yeah basically I just want everyone in the world to be happy in their own unique skin. And if there's anything I can do to like help them get to that place, that's my, that's my job.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh, I was going to try not to get too detailed or too deep, but that was actually going to be my next question, which was like, <laughs> you know, one of the things that in, in seeing the pictures and, and just, I'm kind of a visual person trying to, you know, you try to read people as I'm sure you try to, when you meet yeah. them and engage with them and, and when you creep on them to try to get backstories and understanding who they are. Um, your smile is uh, like it's infectious on your on your posts and things that you put. Um, you seem really happy and it's hard for you to say, well, that person never probably had to go for anything or never had any difficulties or challenges. But I think people that do things like what you're trying to do are probably trying to prevent something that they had happened to them, i.e. bullying or whatever you had happening early on in your life that caused trauma and difficulty, like you don't want that pain. And like you say, the kids, the kids is what d- does it. The kids, the kids will make, the kids bring out everything. They bring out every story and thought and everything else you go, wow, I didn't think that hurt, but man, uh, it did. And it's been here and it's set up camp in my brain and won't leave. Um, right. and, uh, no, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. I, uh, I think that what, what you have, uh, going with, with your programming, I think that, I think that, uh, when all this stuff passes, I think you're going to be, uh, probably pretty busy uh, because I think that um, what I'm seeing is just everybody's really understanding how important our kids are, uh, which I think sometimes we forget that um, how important our kids are, um, how resilient yet fragile they can be and how much they need a little bit of, a little bit of direction, a little bit of help and, and, uh, and, and different in in a different way, you know, um, not in, yelling and detention and all that other stuff but in love and love hope and and giving them some direction of some maybe some exercises of things to do and and, uh, um, considerations because you got a long life to live and uh, you've never seen so much depression and sadness going around uh, and it's never been a better time to be alive as my friend David Cooks tells me and reminds me all the time so Mm -hmm. um, so how could people get a hold of you what where where can they find you what are you doing where are are you doing anything on Zoom. So if somebody's got a a child or a group of kids that they, you know, want to de-stress, get rid of some anxiety, get some learning lessons, are you Zooming it or?
0: uh... (laughs) Yes. I mean, I have some uh, adults that I work with too. I do some online meditation classes. I do, but I am trying to work on something. I feel like this is my problem right now. And you may relate, I feel like all the students, all the kids are over zoomed now. It's mm-hmm. sort of been this whole new virtual experience. And I feel like it's tough. I tried to do um, a yoga class online and I just, I can see they're not there. So I'm trying to find a way to do something interactive yet brief, but that gets the message out to them. So that's what I'm really want to be creating so that they can get it on their own. They don't even have to sit with a group or a class. They could watch it, feel it and do it and kind of get the experience of it. So I'm working on that right now to see how I could possibly bring that out to the students that need it.
1: Well, you could do socially distant yoga or meditation out in uh, the sheep pasture or uh, yeah. borderland or someplace and charge a few bucks and have some have some people uh, come over and hang out six feet separate and
0: yeah, not have
1: to shout too
0: loud. I do have my... I run my... I have last summer did a yoga and meditation kids camp here. I have a big backyard and it was perfect. It was outside. I was just talking about this, but I don't know. And I only have 10 kids, but I could even limit it to six, but I'm going to have to kind of wait and see if I can run that. I'm hoping maybe in August, mm-hmm. and maybe I'd have some repeat students and maybe some new people would come for that too.
1: Yeah. June 29th.
0: Is that the Is that phase three? <laughs> well, yeah.
1: June 29th right now is phase three. So, okay. yeah. um, I actually am i it, it's the timing of all of this is amazing so i'm actually- it, my fiance wanted to do the children's yoga meditation certification so yeah. it happened it's it's in July, so I reached out to them um a while back to ask him you know what the what the um cancel it. everything's so weird right now, like some people are like, yeah, you pay it too bad, so sad, and other people are like we'll refund it or we'll be able to so I, was, right. I was asking him you know situationally, what does July look like for you guys? If you have it, are you going to be able to zoom it? Or are you going to be able to do something? Um, and their response was June 29th is hopefully the um, opening of phase three. So phase one and phase two go well, phase three will be effective June 29th and phase three will allow um, group setting learning certification training sessions. Mm-hmm. So Good. fingers crossed. Um, I think that's yeah, for that. sure. uh, pretty optimistic. I mean, uh, Optimistic and hopeful is the only way we can be with it. But uh, yeah, I could see that that that'd be a great uh, a great way for the kids to do some some stuff in the summer and get themselves re recentered, <laughs> get the get, get their purpose back on. So you got ten kids that you do and work with. You probably could do more sessions and more things. You obviously want to help more. So if someone's got a child out there or an adult or an adult child, uh, which happens to be what I. <laughs>
0: Many I know. Yes,
1: <laughs> I put myself in that category on a regular basis. Um, so if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, do a session, maybe get a plan, get an idea. How do they get a hold of you? How do they follow you on
0: oh, yeah. are your social media?
1: All that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, my um, website is JoanneWoodsYoung.com and my Facebook page is Joanne Woods Young. So they can find me in both of those places. I do a lot of um, lives on Facebook where I go and I'll do messages for people, affirmations, just kind of give people a little bit of light, something they need. So if you follow me over there, you can see that. Okay, cool.
1: And on your website, um, on your website, all of your, you're on Twitter. You're, yep. active, you're active on Twitter. I, <laughs> I, I, have, I have Twitter and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. So it's, it's, yeah. it's on the bottom of the page and it connects to some of my posts. But I...
0: Yeah. Thank I don't tweet. Yeah. No, that's what I do. I do um, Facebook and then Instagram a little bit, but not too much.
1: And you're on LinkedIn LinkedIn for, for, for the adults, for the professionals that want yeah. to connect with you. So
0: exactly.
1: awesome. Well, this was a great uh, learning lesson. I'm glad we got to know each other in a short amount of time. I got to tell you, this has been um, um, one of the coolest things for me. As I share with you, I mean, my godmother uh, being, you know, Elaine Mahoney and being born in this town, and everything else. When I was born here, it was less than 5,000 residents. I mean, it was a sleepy, small community where everybody knew everybody. Um, I told Condra from the farmer's daughter about the breakfast place that we used to go to was Nickelodeon, which is where El Mariachi is, which was a donut shop. Like, there was no Dunkin' Donuts, no Honeydews, there was nothing. It was like, that was it. Right.
0: Um,
1: and now we're, you know, 25,000, 26,000 residents, uh, much different. Um, a much different town, but still a wonderful town, still lots of open green spaces and H. H. Richardson buildings and most importantly, great people. Uh yes. there's just more there's just more of them. And uh thankfully for because of the, the connection with Eastern Chamber of Commerce and Karen Newman putting all of these great people uh in my direction for the podcast. I've met some some wonderful folks. So great to get to meet you. Great work that you're doing. Uh, hopefully hopefully we can help you in uh in in spreading the word and getting some some more interest because uh like I said, kids, kids are, uh, kids are our future, you know, and, and I hate to say, it, I mean, you know, the, 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 the worst thing I hate listening to is, you know, all of these riots and everything that's going on that they're saying they're 18 to 30 year old, uh, they're 18 to 30 year old males. And that's, that's that, that's heartbreaking uh because those, those guys are gonna be pushing my wheelchair around someday and i'm hoping they don't push push it off a cliff i know i'm gonna be difficult but you know we, we really got to make sure that our kids are their mindsets are right and that they're doing the right thing so uh keep up the great work and we'll post your uh, your website and all your connections and everything on the uh, show notes and on the youtube channel and uh hopefully hopefully we we help in a little way but i know this is going to help someone out there in uh, a big way for them to, to think about getting their mindset right, and we, we all need a little bit of that, so uh, really appreciate
0: you. Yeah, thank you, Josh, and I hope you know that when this settles down, I'll be able to meet you in person at some local event also.
1: I, I have a feeling I'll be doing more of those. I hadn't done a single one until January, and now I've been keeping it local for the last almost three months, so, uh, but it's it's fun. It's been a lot of fun, so um, we'll look forward to it. My beard probably won't be as long, uh, but it might be actually, I might keep it and look like old man winter. So uh, that will wrap up another episode. Keeping it local will be awesome. Uh, if you haven't figured it out, I, I do love my town. I love what's, what's going on here. Uh, we're all, chal- we all have different challenges and difficulties that we're going through, but I am just uh, inspired at every story that I, that I get to share with you and hopefully, uh, you're getting something out of this uh if if you're from not from Easton and you're listening to this and you like our town, hey come on and pay us a visit when this thing's all over it's said and done with chicken and waffles at the farmer's daughter or uh you know honey hots at mcguire's or uh pepperoni pizza at the villa uh we, we can make that all happen um, but uh really appreciate everybody uh listening this is this is obviously um tough tough five five days for all of us. Um, tough to not watch the news. It's tough to not get caught up with the noise. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, if you follow one person through all of this difficulty, the free hug project, this young, this young man, uh, has been going out to events since the Boston marathon, 2014, um, and offering free hugs. He's got t-shirts as free hugs. He's in Minneapolis right now. Follow his story. It's pretty inspirational and uh, powerful. So, uh, Facebook free hugs project, make sure you uh, connect and follow that. Uh, in the meantime, I got shirts, I got face coverings, you know, where to find them. They're on the be awesome site, uh, reviews ratings. I'm looking to get reviews and ratings up to a hundred. By the time we hit our two year anniversary on iTunes podcast, that's what gets me up there with Joe Rogan. I am only 128,946 reviews away from tying with him. Um, but, uh, no ratings and reviews, uh, views, uh, downloads, uh, subscribing to the podcast is what gets additional visibility outside of my network of people that are listening. So anything that you can do to help with that, as you know, if you do a rating and a review, you get a free t shirt. You email me, com, and send me your name, address, and size, and I drop it in the mail next day. So, um, so try and keep it, keep, try and keep together here, folks. Uh, this is going to be a, uh, a tough couple of Tough couple of days, weeks, months ahead, but we're in the we're in the final stages of this. This is we're in stage five of disaster, which is the crash phase. Uh, looking for rebuild. Looking forward to it happening soon. So, uh, if it can be anything, it'd be awesome.